Transform the way you hunt with the all-new base cellular trail camera connected by the Moultrie Mobile app. Moultrie Mobile's industry-best app gives you complete control over your camera settings, up-to-the-minute updates from the field, and other interactive scouting tools on your smartphone or computer. Features like weather forecast, advanced species recognition, interactive maps, and a whole lot more. For more information and to make your purchase, visit www.moultriemobile.com. This is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast with your hosts Nate, Andy, and returning guest Scott the Turkey Man Wilbur. What Scott just did was perfect. You're saying it wrong. Just saying. What did I say wrong? You're saying this is the Missouri Woods. It's supposed to be welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. But this is the Missouri I gave, Woods and Water Podcast. I gave you the reins. You need to like, you know, but respect, this is it. respect the job. I mean, welcome to it, but this is... <laughs> The we podcast. Are, we are literally this. We're here. We are excited. We are excited. Uh, for the third time, we've got Scott Wilper back with us. Yep. Scott is, uh, we're just calling him a guest host at this point. Absolutely. Uh, he's. We're just going through the intro with him. We're going to get right into it because I'm sure everybody uh, is excited to listen to some turkey talk. I am. I'm, I'm ready to talk turkey 24-7. Wouldn't it be funny if we never, <laughs> like we this whole show, we ended up not talking about turkey at all? Everybody just kept waiting for it. I, I feel like that's <laughs> yeah, highly disappointed people. <laughs> well, let's see here. He brought barbecue, or not barbecue, he brought, well, barbecue, smoked uh, meats, some treats for us. It's, uh, well, it's 9 o'clock now, but it was like 8.15 when he got here. I just got home from a track meet and I was hungry. I sat down and ate smoked bacon, smoked chicken, smoked baked beans. Yeah, smoked beans. Little so, smoky, uh, smoky bowl. Yeah. And I smoked them beans for eight hours. I'm going to take oh, a big wow. old pan to Kansas next week. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. Uh, and so not only is he a turkey caller and turkey call maker, he is a master run, smoker. Ma- master smoker. There you go. Big bull barbecue. Oh, shoot. So uh, as you can guess, folks, we're going to talk about turkey today. With Scott, uh, one of my favorite things to do. Uh, this time, Scott came over to our place. Yep. And uh, sitting in our, you're, hey, I just thought of this. You are our first official guest in our new studio. Okay. All right. Wait, wait. Andy calls can it. He, Andy calls call it not it a, studio. a studio. It's a table in his basement. Can he call it a studio? It looks drove, like a studio to me. I drove. Uh, three I came out of hours. a cave last week. This <laughs> looks pretty good. I drove three and a half hours one way to get this table. I dang, it dang sure is a studio. That is. <laughs> it's going to have a TV back there at one point. We're going to decorate it. Right. I mean, I feel weekend. like once you get that done, maybe you can call it a studio. Right now, it's well, a table. I apologize for my tardiness on I mean, decorating on. our studio for you. <laughs> Jeez. But Scott is our first one. I Absolutely. like Actually, it. Actually, he's recorded a show here before Micah. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Yes. Micah's not sitting here, is he? And Micah you, and is you get Micah's out. beans because he yeah. is not here. Because <laughs> in Micah's chair, I'm going to embarrass her. She's not doing it, but it's Scott's daughter, Adela. I know she's not recording, but hi, how are you? Um, Micah has been replaced. He has. Yeah. So, uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Well, let's, let's do it. There's about 400 calls sitting on the table already, including two that we just uh, gave away. So, those will be going out soon. 
Probably so by the, I said hopefully by the time they get this yeah, that they have them, but we'll see. We got to get into some sponsors real quick before um, we start today's show. Uh, who do I want to go with first? I'm going to change it up. Uh, yeah. Um, you just start with whoever you want. Man, I tell you what, just because I just uh, dumped out a bucket, Lucky Buck. Yeah. You can't did. say enough about them. That stuff smells. You know, you dumped yours out first. You talk about how boil it smelled. Mm-hmm. Does smell yeah. good. <laughs> you ready? I was ready to take a scoop. You do any mineral? Lucky Buck is what I've been putting down for the last five years. It's it, man. It's good. Uh, I love it. We found a secret. We found a secret, and we are. I using do it about now. five buckets a year. Yeah, that's that's pretty close. If you if you look at his chart of usage. Kind of what yeah, you're putting yeah. from the nutrition side, yeah. I just dumped my first one last week. Did you? Did you, mow your, did you mow your yard? Uh, no. Oh. Not yet. Well, you're supposed to sit on top of your lawnmower, and whenever you go to mow your yard the first time, you're supposed yeah. to dump out your first bucket. Ah, well, we, we had the, uh, we had the <laughs> I just changed the oil in the mower this see, morning, see, so it's thing. close enough. You would have had to move the bucket to change the oil <laughs> there so we it, go. Works. it works. We, we had the owner of Lucky Buck on our show a few weeks ago right. talking about that, and that's one of his tricks is you sit that bucket of Lucky Buck on your mower so that reminds you before you mow, you need to go dump your first bucket for the year. Right. Which right. is kind of a nice reminder. And right. I just dumped mine three, four days ago. Yeah, changed the oil this morning, mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm right on time then. But So that's a... Uh, that stuff works. Man, I'll tell you, and I hadn't used it in probably five-plus years before this last year. And the first time I opened it up, it makes me want to try to eat it. It smells, no, it so smells good. good. It does yeah. smell good. I, I have noticed an increase in the rack size big time in the last two, three years. Yeah. Well, there you go. I'm ready. He's a better He's a better uh, commercial maker than us for Lucky Buck. <laughs> so that. check them out, Lucky Buck. Uh, they're, they're good stuff. Um, cutting back trail cams because you're putting out mineral it goes now. Goes hand in hand. Uh, I, I'll probably wait here. I I'd will. say, oh, July, August, and I'll start putting out the cameras. I'll, unless this year for some reason I get a little antsy and do it a little earlier. But uh, yeah, I actually just went and pulled all of my cutting back cameras. Finally, finally, after 14 years, the batteries are still good, man. <laughs> With the battery pack in those cameras, um, still kicking. So. uh yeah, Cuddy back game ca- game cameras with a Cuddy Link system. If you're looking to I'm put a pretty big fan of put it. a system together, there's nothing like it. Use the code MOWW22 for 10% off. Because, you know, when you're when you're buying a whole system, I mean, you're buying at minimum, well, two cameras, obviously, mm-hmm. for a Cuddy Link system, but most people buy four or more. Right. You know, every little bit definitely helps. So oh, check those out. Uh, like I said, I usually put mine out July. I say July, and then mid June, I've got those things. Yep. <laughs> when do really, you put when do you put yours out normally? My cameras, I I take them, I take them down January February, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe a little bit of March, but then they go back up just for turkeys. Yeah. I kind of like to see, you know, two three gobblers in the area, or no, you know, none at all, or yeah, what you're uh, dealing with. And not only that, usually, you know, March is a good time to be – are the antlers falling off? Mm-hmm. That's why I like to have it out. But, yeah, yeah, January and February, just due to storms and snow, yeah, ice, ice, yeah. I, I take them down. But, They've been sitting out for so long. But by March, they're up uh, mid-March, and, and I just had a six-pointer last week. Still holding. Still holding, to, mm. yeah, set really? on his head, yep. Mm. But uh, he's the only one. But uh, And then I just – year-round – 
year round i don't take them down other than january and february maybe i gotta try that because right about now i am kind of curious about things you know i put my lucky buck out and i think like a week later you had mentioned that the neighbor had seen a bunch of deer out there which yeah. is pretty uncommon for that spot well, i watched 15 Just, run over the hill yeah yeah you sent me a video of that it's crazy that's pretty uncommon One for that spot this time of year yep. so it does make you wish that you had a camera there but check them out awesome stuff we're fans while you're putting out your cameras might as well hang some tree stands hey look at you transitioning hey. River, river's edge tree stands uh what okay i think i'm so i usually with my hang-ons i usually buy real small ones yeah because i don't need a big tree stand i'm smaller mm-hmm. but one of the ones i got was a bigfoot yeah I think I'm excited to have a lot of room up there. I almost have to. Like I, I well, had, yeah, you got size 14 ones, or yeah. 47 shoe or whatever you wear. Yeah. Seriously, what size is your shoe? 13. Okay, it's not. As, I thought it was like 16. Yeah. Still though, it's well, the average Bigfoot's 15 inch, so you're pretty close. Oh, we're close. Yeah. So I, I just feel like I could run around, you know, move around, do some more. So I'm excited some to jump hang that jacks one up. up there. Yeah. Like you if probably, I had to really you could maneuver, lay down and take a nap on the platform. Yeah, I mean, I don't you know why you had to yoga. get personal all of a sudden. Do but. your yoga stuff <laughs> up there. Jeez. Uh, or I could set myself up perfectly to jump and <clears throat> slit the deer's throat, you know, Rambo style. Or you could use what you just got from Midwest Gunworks. Might be a it's little true. more effective with that. It's true. Uh, man, you are transitioning really good. See that? Check See out that? River's Edge, River's Edge tree stands, Midwest Gunworks. Uh, me and Andy are. Um, did you finally get your credit card bill, by the way? I did. It was it was rough. Yeah, that conversation happened. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it happened. Uh, it was not fun. Uh, Midwest Gunworks, use the code MWW5 for 5% off. Um, also, congrats to our winner of the $100 gift card. Yep. Uh, who was that? I could really use that about now. <laughs> yeah. I'm forgetting his name off the top of my head, but... Congrats to him for winning that. Absolutely. Um, you know, Black Ovis. Some cool stuff there. Yeah. Actually, I was on their website today. You, you want to talk about serendipity, whatever, but today what? on – What? <laughs> look it up. It's a word. Today on Camo Fire, all turkey stuff. Gee, I wonder why. Yeah. Must yeah. just be the – Yeah, pretty smart. time. But, yeah, uh, Black Ovis, Camo Fire – they got all kinds of stuff there for you. We got turkey in here. There's turkey in the house. <laughs> um, use the code on, uh, by the way, on Black Ovis, MWW10 for 10% off. But uh, Scott's really distracting me yeah. right now. <laughs> Hopefully Is, they can hear that. Oh, I'm sure they can. Um, you know what? One thing on Black Ovis that I'm kind of excited to try out, I don't really need some, but they do custom arrow building. Mm. And uh, I know who is it? What you or Micah needs arrows real bad, or Pat? Micah, Micah. You know, I I think we ought to try that out and see how that goes because they can do custom arrow building, mm-hmm. and uh, I check it out. So check out Black Ovis, BlackOvis dot com. Camo Fire, obviously, it's cool because you you can do like flash. Uh, they do flash sales basically twenty four hours. You ever used Camo Fire? No, I have not. Know what it is? Nope. It's like today. a flash sale, like 24 hours long. Every every day, it refreshes with new stuff. 
Oh, wow. So it could be. Uh, Just look at this. I'll pull it up right now. Yeah. Uh, it, and it's only like a handful of items. Let's say 20 items to right. day. For some reason today, they have all their turkey stuff. They got turkey trailers, turkey decoys. And it, they do and a sale. And then it, um, what 30, time is 40, it? 30, 40, 50% off. I don't know. What, what time do they Oh, yeah, yeah. It? 50% off, it says mm-hmm. right there. Right around midnight or something. I don't know. 50%, 27% off, 35% yeah. off. Wow. Right around 11 o'clock or midnight every night, it resets. Yep. And so all that stuff you're looking at right now There'll will be, be gone. brand new stuff tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So it's an app. Well, I'll tell you what. It's an app on your phone that gets you a lot it's of It's not trouble. an app on my phone anymore. <laughs> it needs to not be on mine. <laughs> because, I mean, they, I'm going to get it back. They got blinds, decoys, calls, which don't bother with that. Order one from Scott. But uh, you cheers. Wanna, you want to know what? why mine's not on my phone anymore? Probably because it costs too much money. No, I had to delete it because uh, my phone kept having problems. Remember when we tried doing our video for our giveaway and mm-hmm. it wouldn't record and then we thought it did and it didn't? Yeah. Well, I had to delete a bunch of apps to try to get my storage back, and that was one of the ones that got cannon fired. But, but, uh, but it's going to get back. I say, imagine you probably yeah. get that back. Uh, so that's it. Let's talk about turkeys. Let's get in some turkeys. You've been busy. Very busy. Been on the road a few times. Yep. Yep. We've traveled. Uh, I watched you live. <clears throat> Nashville. Been to Iowa. Uh, missed that tornado in Iowa just by miles and minutes. Yeah, us too. <laughs> Same here. Well, you were heading there on Saturday afternoon, right? Yeah. We were leaving up there Saturday back. afternoon. Oh, really? So we passed each other someplace in that. Yeah. That sky was black. It was nasty. Yep, it was rotating. I never did see the tornado, but no. man, it it that was the beginning of it. We yep, actually we, seen. we actually left after the first tornado warning. Went out in the parking lot, sat there and debated with each other whether we should leave or not. We were, we thought it was gone. We thought the tor- yep. like the storm had passed, and so yeah, we're staying in the parking lot. Uh, that second uh, cloud does not look like this well, is gone. While we were in the parking lot, the sirens started going off again. All right. Well. We made a bad decision, probably, and decided to leave. And we're like, well, if we go west, it's going northeast. Yeah, we'll go we'll west direction. Don't listen to us, folks. We are bad examples of what to do in a storm. The only <laughs> good thing that happened there is we slipped into Texas Roadhouse and got us a steak real quick. We did. We did. There's uh, nobody there. But that, nobody I mean, <laughs> you know, that's the thing. You got to take it seriously because that tornado yeah. ended up killing, uh, actually, a a family here in yeah. our area lost a, a, a father and um, a child. Mm-hmm. Two, yeah, two kids, I think. And uh, that's that's you know that's unfortunate. So it's not not anything that should is funny, and it uh, it's too bad. But it does make you think about how close sometimes you really yeah, are. Yeah. Like these turkeys are about to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting yeah, close. It's getting real close. Storm's yeah. coming. Youth the youth seasons. Sat, starts Saturday, and uh, you know Kansas starts next week. Mm-hmm. I've got um, taking a taking two kids Saturday morning with me. One of them will be Adela Marie over here across from me, and then very good her significant friend that is a boy. Let's hey, wait a it, minute. Let's wait. call it right there. Uh, uh, it's a it's a it's a friend that is a boy. I'm dealing with that same <laughs> problem right now with my daughter. 
So anyway, we're yeah we'll be hunting Saturday and Sunday uh, uh, youth season, and then next week I'll be what in more Kansas. appropriate to go tromping around in the woods with a shotgun. Uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. It's a good way to make somebody go away. <laughs> this is this is she's just over that. there. You she's just over there shaking her head. This is hey, big just, bull, I'm, and this I'm is just, how it works. I'm just I'm just kidding, friend. That's a boy. Just kidding. <laughs> right, right. He's a good kid. Yeah. I really think he is a good kid. I'm so, sure uh, he is. Uh, yeah, and then uh, next week I'll be out in Kansas. Uh, just say hi to Dan out there, and uh, we'll be taking his boy hunting, and uh, hopefully we do good out there in Kansas. And yeah, awesome. well, regardless, up. I'm bringing a pot of smoked beans. So yeah, however this ends up, Dan, we'll oh. we'll be eating good one way or another. I'm already jealous. So <laughs> shout, shout out to Dan and, so, and, get and to hello the... to Dan and the guys. Thanks yeah. for listening. Absolutely, that's uh that's pretty cool. So. Where do we want to start? Well, how did how did the competitions yeah. go? Oh, pretty good. Uh, uh, took third place up in Iowa, mm-hmm. and then sixteenth uh, in nationals. I watched so. you live during that. Hey, yeah, did you, you probably wa- under, hey, you hey, probably did. figured since I was texting you. Hey, did, right. did you watch him live? I didn't I wa- catch it. Did you watch him? I only said it once. What's the problem? That's about third time. No, it ain't. How many times have I said that just now? I think three. Okay, maybe I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did watch you live. What what's nerve, it was enjoyable. What's uh, nerve wracking is when you're in the hallway and we're not allowed to see all the people that's on the stage. Okay. I was caller number twenty three. Mm-hmm. And so I only get to see number twenty one is on stage, twenty two is on a ramp, and then I was twenty three, I'm on the on deck circle. Mm-hmm. So from number twenty four I don't get to see anybody yeah and uh, you were dead last weren't you copy what they're doing or you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so we're we're all stuck in this back hallway wondering what's going on you know and they're calling number seven now caller number eight you're on the on deck circle so you know this is nationals Mm -hmm. there's tvs out there this is the the nwtf there's a thousand people out there i mean it gets it's takes some nerves absolutely and and then you know as i'm walking up the ramp it made me it made me smile and realize why I do it. Mm-hmm. And my grandson, I could hear him laughing and cooing. They were on the first first really? row. Yeah, he oh, was cool. letting out his little whines and his little. And I could hear him while I was on the ramp, and it just it brought a smile to my face. You know, all the all the nervousness just left, and I was just thinking about him. Yeah, you know. So honestly, I haven't listened. I haven't heard a word since the part that I just learned that you're a grandfather. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't yep. hear anything Grand, else. I'm like, Grandpa you just say grandson? That's what I said. Grandpa that is cool. Yep. What's yep. that like? It's awesome. That's it's awesome. Cool. I I just he's a happy kid too. I tell you what, he's smiling all the time. That's and pretty cool. I see pictures. My kids are taking pictures of him every day and sending it to me at work, and I, it just it brings a smile to you. It makes the day go by. Hey, look at that. <clears throat> you raised him right. Micah would put be it on upset. a coaster. Oh, there you go. Hey, Micah, Scott's daughter, who is 16 or 17 years old, something like that. 15. 15 years old. She knows how to use a coaster. <laughs> Andy doesn't. <laughs> there wasn't one over here. <laughs> we have we fight about that all the time. Micah, Micah's like, I don't use coasters. <laughs> you should though. Well, yeah. This um, fine fine table. Fine here. red cedar. Fine, yeah. It is a nice looking table. Oh, but yeah, the, the contests are they're uh, especially nationals. Any contest is it's it takes some nerves, and you you got to get past that. Yeah, 
But to, to go in. Do you feel nerves before or have you felt them during and felt like it has affected you before? In the beginning, you know, probably eight or nine contests ago, it really did. Mm-hmm. It just, man, I, I, I was horrible. I'm not nowhere near that when you're in your comfort zone. You know? Did you ever make, like, huge but it, mistakes? You know, it's $100. You get 60 seconds. Cost a hundred bucks for sixty seconds. It's an expensive minute. Uh huh. Exactly. So the first four to five hundred dollars I spent, which is less than five minutes of calling, <laughs> if you think about it, yep. five contests here. It was just so each one, you finally get the point. I don't give a rip. That I'm just gonna so let it let it go and have fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and when you bring that into the factor, and then I can hear my grandson on the front row out there mm-hmm. making all kinds of noise, and they're sitting right behind the judges. <laughs> I, was just, I was just laughing. It, it, it just takes the nerves. Yeah. It gets easier the yeah. more you do it. So, Do you, you have a t- clock up? Do they have a t- There's a clock. It's hidden behind me. There's a strut and gobbler on the stage. The judges are underneath you. There's a strut and gobbler. And they've got some, uh, you know, tree, uh, trees and leaves and some hens there. But behind the gobbler is a big clock. And as soon as you make the first 59, 58, it starts counting down. So then you do your thing. And you don't want to – and I kind of messed up this year. And I think it, it cost me from being in the top ten. You don't want to quit when there's 30 seconds left. Mm-hmm. Well, then the judges are kind of thinking, well, he didn't put much effort into that. That's all he got, yeah. Right. That's all he's got. You know, the clock's right there. So, I'm I'm in the zone. I mean, I'm moving back and forth across I the stage. I saw that, yeah. I'm doing the scream. You know, and I'm hitting it. And I'm thinking, man, I got to be – you want to you wanna land it down around 10 seconds mm-hmm. or less. Yeah. You don't want to go past zero. If you go past, you know, negative one, negative, they start deducting points. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you want to keep it in the 50-second range. So, anyway, I'm thinking, man, this, i got to be about 50 seconds. And I turn around and glance at the clock behind the gobbler, and it says I've got 17 seconds left. Well, that's not quite done. I need a little more, yeah. <laughs> but I could be done. So, I paused. If you watch the video of me, you'll notice after I'm saying what I'm saying, you'll pick up on it now. Hmm. You do pause because it's not natural for a hoot owl to just whoo, 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 constantly. You mm-hmm. know, there are, there are breaks, but you'll notice I pause for way too long. Uh, that's because that's 17 seconds. <laughs> well, then you probably mean, like, what can I do real quick? Should I? Yeah, should I go there is all kinds of things going on in the brain here. Mm-hmm. I, I need, just need one more sequence to get me down around five seconds. So I just did the normal who cooks for me, who cooks for you all. Look down, there's like four, and I give him the thumbs up. I'm I done. I saw that. So, but that pause, well, as a judge, you're underneath the stage. You're just listening for any little imperfection mm-hmm. to deduct a guy. Well, man, that guy paused for quite a quite a spell before he took back off, you know. Mm. So, I, I think that hurt me a little bit there. It's but. funny, being a nobody, like, I don't know about calling, I watched that whole thing, all 23, because you were dead last, were you not? Yep, That's what I thought. 23. I watched all 23 of you, and what I was looking for was that something that hit me different than the rest, and I wrote down, it's probably because you're a friend of mine, but it really did happen, too. I wanted to, like, something that hit my ears different than the rest of the guys. 
Mm-hmm. And I think number 19 did it, or it was one of the guys that ended up in the tied for the the three had to do a call off. Yeah. Um, it was one of those guys, mm-hmm. a guy that didn't get in the top five, and you. And I was just looking for something that struck my ear different than everybody else, and it's when you did that scream. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, ooh, that was nice. That was nice. And then yeah. you didn't get called for the top five. I said, that's bull. <laughs> Scott, Scott's got top five. Well, I, like I say, <laughs> if you watch it again, and, and you know, the average person. Because I watched not... it live, Andy. You did watch it live, yes. Okay. You know, you won't pick up on that. But after me telling y'all, as soon as you watch it now, when you go you back and watch it. it, you'll know right what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. I paused way too long, and I think that that hurt me. That's got to be a hard job for them, judges. Cause oh, yeah. When you get there, all 23 people, they know what they're doing. Well, yeah. It ain't like, okay, that kid's bad. You got Next. the you got the best of the best that's going at it down there. And then it doesn't matter if it's the goblin contest, the, you know, friction or the open. Yeah. I mean, the best of the best that's got a set on them that wants to stand up there in front of a thousand people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the imperfections are very few. Right. But when you make one, it the judges catch shine, it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the average person might not pick up on it, but yeah. it'll cost you. And I think that cost me just by hesitating too long. Yeah. You spin around and you say, you see 17, you think, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> just stop right now. You know, it's not like I'd only went 30 seconds, but uh, yeah. So anyway. Hmm. I thought it was pretty cool, too. But, and we'll get into turkey hunting, obviously, but I thought it was pretty cool, too. Matt Hughes, the ex UFC fighter. Yes. Gave the. Uh, I did not know he got in an accident. I didn't either until I was down there. I saw him walk across. Did you know this? You know who Matt Hughes is? Right. UFC champion. Yeah. Well, I know you know, but okay. uh, UFC champion, <laughs> I, he retired, obviously. Yeah. Well, he he was farming, and he got hit by a train. Train. Oh, no shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was crossing the train tracks uh, during a harvest or whatever, and his truck got hit by a train. I did not know that. And I watched him walking across the, the stage, and... He was obviously he's injured, yeah. Uh, having issues walking, and he is walking. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I got on Google right after watching everything, and what happened to Matt Hughes, and saw that. I mean, he's lucky to be alive. So right, yeah, and he was handing out awards down there. Yep. Yeah. So shout out to Matt because he's a huge hunter. Yep. Matt Hughes. So anyway, he had a big smile on his face. Yeah, he, he, he you could tell he was having it. fun. You uh, could tell he was, he was having, having fun. fun. Yeah. He sure was. I'm just picturing uh, Matt Hughes jumping out of a grain truck, thinking about it. Yeah. This UFC fighter jumping out of a grain truck, that to me is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think he grew up on a farm. and That makes sense. Because uh, he's got a twin brother or a brother. I know he's got a brother. Because um, I used to watch UFC a lot. And back in his heyday is when I, I bet, watched I bet a lot nobody of it. cuts him off at the grain out later. I doubt it. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I'm not in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was uh, it. was just cool to see you out there because, you know, we know how talented you are. It's cool to see the world see it. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's fun. I enjoy it. I'm probably going to go back down uh, next year. Um, do it again. Yeah. We need to go to that. Yeah. And WTF. Because it's, it's, is it President's Day weekend every year? Is that right? It's, it's, starts on a Thursday, um, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. It used to be 
it used to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and they've moved it back to Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and it's right it's right after Valentine's gotcha. Day. So it's usually around, and it has been on the 14th, has okay. been in that too. You so think that would count as taking them on a nice – trip if, you if, stay it's, in, at if the, it's in that hotel you, you stay the, at the gaylord opry Center, absolutely would that place you're is in, nice golden grand old opry right across the, the I, parking lot hats off to that's now, where it's at is it okay mm-hmm. if we go do turkey stuff no you're on the stage <laughs> at grand old opry or are you in the hotel well it's the convention center the grant uh, it's, it's called you're the, in the right 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 <clears throat> um what's it called della gaylord opry center yep not yep. the grand old opry gaylord opry center mm-hmm. that's what it is um, that's which is only a half a mile from what you're talking about, right. the, the Grand Ole Opry. But no, the the convention center is 50 acres. Gee, many Christmas under one roof, mm-hmm. all solid glass above you. They have a river. You you know for twelve dollars adults and eight dollars kids, whatever it is. You know you can take a thirty minute boat ride indoors. <laughs> And you feel like you're outdoors. And they tell you all about that when it was built, and there's 70,000 panes of glass and all this. And Jeez. I mean, there's real trees growing in there, and they have hiking trails, indoor hiking trails, goldfish, there's hmm. catfish in, in the rivers, and so uh, and places to eat. You never yeah. have to leave the place. We yeah. stumbled in there one time. We were down there in Nashville just to jack around down Broadway, and we were going to uh, see a to do a tour of the Grand Old Opry. But we had to wait like another two hours for the next tour. So we've seen this, you know, that massive thing, a hotel over there. We walked uh-huh. over there and we just walked in and we walked around for like an hour and a half and just. You've probably seen the trails I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. We've seen, I've seen the little river inside and the trails. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. That's that's nifty. You could spend a whole weekend there in, in indoor pool and, mm-hmm. you know, never leave. But then attached to that is the convention center that the nwtf puts on and there's over a thousand booths jeez and, and i mean, like we need to make a trip you remember how big the iowa deer classic was anybody that turkey I mean, hunts even deer hunt you have to go huge. one time yeah. in your yeah. life you got to make it down to fort that'll right? be our trip next year hopefully there we go because that one will have to go and stay yeah wait we kind of want to go to the western it won't be my hard to get my wife to go we to also the... want to go to the western big game hunting uh convention in salt lake city do you ever get hooked up with Paul Campbell? He ever get a hold of you out there? No, I don't sound. Paul Campbell is one of the hosts of the uh, O2 podcast, and he is a turkey call connoisseur. He's a turkey hunting freak. That's all he thinks about. And uh, I don't remember how. when I they feel his pain. They started their podcast. We got to talking, and I said something about you, and I said he makes the best calls in the world. Well, you should send me his information. I'll just buy one because I like him. <laughs> and uh paul you need to get off your butt and get it done <laughs> we don't need to be giving up our uh podcast guests get your own <laughs> yeah but so we actually sat here and had a conversation before we ever started recording and yep. like always pretty much i wish we had it all recorded so if i can get scott to repeat himself on some of this stuff he went through basically we've talked about coyote hunting a lot on this on this podcast here in the last probably two three months Mm -hmm. and we've talked about what coyotes say how to read coyotes scott was getting into that information but for turkeys for me i have no clue what a turkey says i'm mind blow yeah scott was starting to talk about these different things 
So, Scott, talk about a little bit. You talked – I mean, we can start wherever you want. I like right. what he was talking about hens. You talk about the four yeah. main – and I don't want to say it wrong – four main sounds a hen makes or yeah. what do you want to call yeah, it. Yeah. But. The, the vocabulary, you know, you, you have dozens of calls. But the four main ones you need to know, it, it, what are you saying? What is the hen saying to the gobbler? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's most important. Grabbing a box call, a pot call, a mouth call, and going out there and just yakking on it, you don't even know what you're telling that gobbler. That's me right here. So to break it down in this podcast, I mean, I could go on for hours. I just love it. So, <laughs> But to keep it, like I said, we already talked an hour before we even started this. So, <laughs> Which we knew was going to happen. All right, right. So to keep it simple, when you go knock on somebody's door or, or – you, you, you meet out on the when you're out jogging or whatever, wherever you're at. You first meet someone. Think about how you talk to them. You're going to say, hey, how you doing? Or, hey, would you like to buy some Girl Scout cookies? I mean, you know, it's, it's a, a break of the ice type of conversation. Yelping is the same way, and that's called a plain yelp. So when you do this, you are basically a hen telling other hens or gobblers, hey, how you doing? Is anyone around? Can anybody hear me? But you're doing it in that tone. So that, that's kind of how you break the ice on, on, a, on a situation. Sometimes you'll get an answer. But a plain yelp, you always start all conversations with a plain yelp uh, just because that's how you, how you talk. That's how turkeys talk to mm-hmm. each other. A plain yelp is anywhere from three to seven notes, but it's more about, it's not, okay, I have to do five. Oh, man, I did six. I screwed up. You didn't screw up. It's three to seven notes, but it's more about the rhythm. And it's just a slow rhythm. I don't know how this is going to sound coming through this. It'll come through. That was probably about seven. I didn't count them, but that was, that's a plain the dog's awake. yelp. Mm-hmm. We woke the dog up. So you started off slow there. I sped it up just a little bit. Here, here's a different call, but it's going to sound different. Each call sounds different. Each hen sounds different. You're all, all four of our voices right here at this table are all different. Mm-hmm. Hens are the same way. So it's not about the sound or whether you were squeaky or not squeaky or plain or raspy. It's more about rhythm. Three to seven notes. Here's a different call, so you're going to hear it. Different sound, but listen to the pace. That was probably, what, six? I didn't count, but, you know, you get the pace there. That's a plain mm-hmm. yelp. So then to, to move quickly into an excited yelp. So now you are telling a, another hen or gobbler, and the reason you would tell another hen that is because they have dominance. As you well. know, there is a dominant hen. Yeah. Okay. I am not going to let you come into my area. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like the PTO leader. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> so, but you know, you're telling the gobbler, I'm throwing out an excited hen yelp. Can any? Can you hear me? What I am telling you, I'm kind of excited here. Mm-hmm. And you know, an excited hen yelp is again three to seven, more than three. It's usually five, five to nine yelps, but the rhythm is a little faster. Okay. And you'll hear it here in a second. So it's a little faster, and you're going to hear a couple cuts thrown in there. And that's kind of an excited hen yelp. 
you're just you're you're telling that gobbler i'm excited can you hear me and do you like it so there there'll be a part two to what i'm just telling you but here 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 it is Something like that would be an excited hen yelp. And then the third one would be cutting of an excited hen. Uh, uh, the cutting is just plain cutting. There is very little yelping in there. That is the highest level of excitement that a hen is trying to tell a gobbler. And the last one would be cut, uh, uh, purring and clucking, which is a feeding call. And th them are the four calls you need to master. And you, you have just as good as chance as anybody to kill a gobbler if you could just get them four the more you learn the better yeah you're yeah. going to up your percentages here but you know i cutting cutting is all it's usually it, it it has a rhythm too it's usually one two one two one 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 two one two one two one two one 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 you know it's not it's a rhythm thing yeah, I don't have to have that many ones in a row, mm -hmm. but you know, one, two, one, two, one, 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 and you'll hear it here. You can hear the, the mm -hmm. one, two, the quick, right. and then back to one, 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 because that they don't just cut 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 there's that rhythm of one two one two and that's that's and then you got the purr and cluck so there's something i'm going to go back to on that purring and clucking is a contentment call you want to i you normally do it on on you can do it a mouth call box call pot call is about the best to do it on you just want to drag that striker usually close to the center that's the cluck Purr, cluck. Now, when you when you're purring, are you being lighter with that rod or heavier? Yeah, a little heavier. I'm pushing down quite a bit, but notice where I'm holding it. Mm. I'm holding it way high. Okay. Hold your striker, pinch your striker way high. Put your middle finger on the back side of it, and then you're going to push. Push, I'm pushing down pretty hard, really. That's just a quick strike. Mm -hmm. Throw in a light yelp. But, you know, clucking and purring is a contentment call. You're letting that gobbler know everything's good over here. I'm feeding. Place is no, nice. Sun's nice. out. Sun's out. I'm on the beach. <laughs> it's all good. No bobcats around. No Scott Wilpers around. <laughs> Life is good. Raccoons you're, have been eradicated. Raccoons are gone. Coyotes are gone. You're, you're, you're just, you're putting out a contentment that everything is, is calm here. Mm -hmm. So for whatever reason, when he's 60, 70, 80 yards out, you can tell, especially if you can see him, you can tell by, by by the way the gobbler's gobbling too sometimes, but uh, you, you know when you see them, you can tell if they're nervous when their head periscopes way up, they keep, they're looking hard left and right. 
they, there's just something they don't like about the situation. And it may not have anything to do with you. Hmm. It could have been the year before he was shot at there by someone, maybe public ground. It could have been the week before you got there, he got attacked by a bobcat right there yeah. where mm-hmm. you're sitting. You know, it may not have anything to do with your setup. It could be something else. But for whatever reason, he is nervous. He's already coming to you. You know, if he's at if he's at 60, 70 yards, he's just out of range. Well, he's already came to you. You don't need to sit there and cut at him, excited hen yelping, mm-hmm. do any of that. You just cluck and purr. Just cluck and purr. Just keep just letting him it's know. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right, big boy. Come in here and have some smoked beans with me. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what that's what the contentment, you know, the cluck and purrs for. Now back to the cutting and purring. I'm, I'm sorry, the, the cutting of an excited hen. So if you're cutting, you know, the gobbler, let's say he cuts you off. You're excited hen yelping. And and he cuts you off right in the middle of it. Boom, he gobbles. And you weren't done calling yet. What does that tell you? I mean, you've got to read a gobbler. Get in his head. What would that tell you if he cut you off? He's excited. He's on it. He's ready to go. He's hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's hot. I mean, you can't get any hotter than that. You're sitting there. You're going to do an excited hen yelp. You're going to check a gobbler. You know he's over there 200, 150 yards, you think. And uh, he's answered you a time or two. So let's give him a check. I'm going to let him know I'm a little excited. Let's see what his response would be. So I'm going to do an excited hen yelp here with a few cuts in there. And he, he, right in the middle of it, he cuts you off before you're done. He's telling you he's hot. I would actually call at him again. Another, another series. See if he'll go off and cut you off again. Then shut up. Put the call down. Play the 10-minute waiting game. And get his mind cranking. Mm-hmm. Like why she, why she, why she ghost me? Yeah. 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 Mother Nature Mother Nature is the hen, I gobble and strut, put on a show, and you come to me. The hen comes to him. That is what they are supposed to do. And the older the gobbler gets, the bigger his spurs are. Mm-hmm. You know, we're 25-pounder, and the smarter he is. And they love to play the fly off the limb and you come to me game. Yeah. You know, your, your two-year-olds and some three-year-olds – you know, you can get them hot. and Them are the exciting hunts. They run your gun barrel down, gobbling <laughs> all the way to you. And if you don't shoot, they're going to run you over. Uh, yeah, them are exciting. But, uh, you know, they don't know any better yet. So, uh, you know, but we, if, if he cuts you off, I like to play the waiting game of 10 minutes. I won't answer to him. He's hot. And even if, even if he keeps just yeah. gobbling every minute. So, well, Right. I, I might throw in a yelp or two here once in a while. I just let him know I'm, I'm still, still over, over here. here. Still over here. But I'm not moving to you yet. Maybe see if Yeah, he's... don't don't keep throwing excited hen yelps at him. You're, you're going to get into the zone of over, over calling. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm going to stress, don't be afraid to call. Uh, just tone it down a little bit. But I, after two of them, I play that waiting game. So here, here's an old timer told me, man, it works so well. 
people will keep calling and he'll gobble and keep calling and he'll gobble and keep calling, you know, five minutes later and he'll gobble. Well, why isn't he coming to me? Because he's playing the game he's supposed to play. He's not supposed to move. You know, if you got a gobbler, you, you peek your head up, you look out into this field and you see a gobbler 100 yards down, 150 yards out, whatever it is, and you see him down there and he's walking to you. Most people are going to grab a call. Oh, I got a call to him and yelp. That's the worst thing you can do. That Please. gobbler is going to stop. Just stop on a dime and start strutting. Now, why would he do that? What he's supposed to do. He's supposed to go that's to what he, That's what, right. So he's going to go into strut and stand there and wait on you to come to him, and you're hiding behind the bush going, now what do I do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm stuck here for two hours. <laughs> the best thing to do is not to call and let him keep walking. When he starts getting close to gun range, uh, you know, maybe purr and cluck, but that'd be the most I'd do, you know. But an old-timer told me one time, I'll get a little secret out here, when you have that hot gobbler, he cuts you off once or twice, and you let 10 minutes go by, and you want to call to him. Don't. This is, this is where it gets tough, you know. You, you've reached out to him maybe about three times, and he's answered you hard. Mm-hmm. Now wait. Let him gobble on his own. And it's hard. As soon as he gobbles on his own, the first thing you want to do <laughs> is grab that call and call to him. I heard you gobble, big boy. But don't. But make sure he gobbles on his own, too. It wasn't a crow that set him off mm-hmm. or an airplane. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize that, too. They don't hear a hoot owl go off or, or a, a crow go off or something. But you, you got to ask yourself, why did he just gobble? And usually about 10 seconds later, you hear the roar of an airplane going over. Hmm. Pick up on that this spring and listen to that. It's pretty yeah, neat. Yeah, they gobble on their own. But if, if a plane doesn't go by, no crow set him off, Al didn't go. Trains. Train, yeah. Yeah. He went off on his own. What he is doing, he is wondering. Now he probably is by himself. He is wondering why you have not came to me yet. You mm-hmm. are telling me you are excited. It's been 10 minutes and you haven't came to me yet. So he gobbles on his own, but let him. Don't call. That's when it's the hardest. <laughs> so now another and fight. Probably ninety percent of people fail. Right. Because so you and I would both call. Mm-hmm. Another five minutes goes by, and you you just can't stand it. Your fingers are twitching on the box call here. Let him gobble on his own again. When he goes off the second time, within a few minutes of that first time, you know. That is telling you he really wants to know where you were at and why you were not here yet. Mm-hmm. That's when I would, after, after the second one, I'll let out a few yelps. Not nothing too excited, just a few yelps. I'm over here. Eight times out of ten, he'll break and come. They won't run in, but, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll come in, and then you can switch over to purring and clucking, stuff like that. But you just broke him. Of what nature, mm-hmm. you know, you re- you reversed nature right there by not answering him and making him right, making him answer you. Why are you not here? By not calling to him, like on the human spectrum, it's he was over there saying, you know, hey, I'm the stud of the show. Come on over, girls. To damn it, woman. Okay, 
I'll come over there, I guess. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. that's kind of what the equivalent would be to us. Mm-hmm. There's all there's always a situation. Which we all know it's the guys don't run the show in this world, but <laughs> in that world they they think they do. I just know that uh, you know, you listed all your sponsors. Cuddy, Cuddy back there, and uh, River's Edge, street mm-hmm. stands and all that. Well, my sponsor is Amy Wilper, and I love her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you what, without that, like, she had me at her smile. You know, what's that movie? It had, it had, you had me at hello. Hello, had me at hello, yeah. What the hell is that movie? She had me when you she smiled. me at hello. That's right. Mm-hmm. She's my sponsor. There the A-team. She's the A-team. The A-team. There you go. Yep. I've so, got four daughters, all with A names, and then I've got my wife, Amy. So all five of them are the A team. Jerry yeah. McGuire. <laughs> there Jerry you go. McGuire. That's the name of the movie. Show me the money. See, Nationals, this was this is going back a few years. This is probably 16, 17 years ago. I was down at Nationals one of the first times I was there. Might have been eighteen years ago, but just just met my wife. Uh, well, I think we had it you was here, Della. Anyway. They kept saying, you know, what's your name? You got to sign in. They run things different nowadays with the computers, but you got to have a sponsor. I don't have a sponsor. Well, you need a sponsor. And I said, Wilbur Custom Calls. Yeah. Well, I wasn't making them then. Oh. I wasn't making calls then. So uh, you got to have a sponsor. I said, the A team. Who's the A-team? Just put it down there. <laughs> All my sponsor. kids Don't and my wife are the A-team. And that pretty go. smile that had me in the beginning. So there you she's, go. she's my sponsor. You said you got four daughters? Four. How in the heck did you think of four names that start with A? Oh, uh, they just <laughs> – they we had a couple more lined out, too. If I'd have met Amy, Amy a few years earlier, we'd, we'd be on 19 kids and counting. <laughs> I'd, I'd have to have a lot of turkey hunting ground. <laughs> yeah, those faces, people. Uh, yeah, yeah. So now, w- then we would know the real reason as to why the Missouri pop turkey population is declining. It's because it's got Wilbur family kids. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to back up a little bit. You, we talked about okay, you you started calling and and he cuts you off, right? Yeah. And then you did it again. What happens when you he cuts you off, and then you call again, but he does not come back? What do you do then? Go I would find, play. I'd go play find a different turkey. <laughs> no, just play it out. <laughs> well, this yeah. one's over. I, I've had them do that. They cut you off, and in, in, you know, within say fifteen seconds, I do a second series, mm-hmm. and he doesn't cut me off. Right. He answers at the end of it, or maybe doesn't answer at all, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. I still play the same game. Just he's still hot because he cuts you off, and then but he, and he's gobbled twice. So you know that would be the bottom of the spectrum. And then I've had it where they cut you off, and then he double gobbles, triple gobbles. Mm-hmm. And I even had one like two years ago. It might have been three years ago. I, I, don't, I don't even know if there's a word for it, but he quadrigobbled. Oh, God. <laughs> and I mean, if that's a word. it was. I started I mean, laughing. You need to put that on a T-shirt. I'd, I'd say it's quadrigobble. Quadrigobble. Yeah. I, it was the funniest thing ever. I mean, I couldn't see him. If, if we were in eyesight of each other, he'd have busted me. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> but he, it, went, it was kind of... <laughs> you could hear you could hear him with Ooh, all his mic trying to force air out to get that fourth gobble out and i just started <laughs> laughing so i mean you know that's the level of excitement it, it, basically what i'm saying is you got to try to 
read the gobbler. Read what he's saying to you. You know, if they're not gobbling and you don't hear a lot of hen yelping, well, then that's what you need to do on calling. You need to tone it down. If you hear a lot of gobbling and a lot of, that you hear the hens going crazy and, and mm-hmm. really cranking it up, well, then it's probably okay for you to crank it up. You know, you know, kind of feel out, feel out what the gobbler's telling you. So, hmm. Now, what, what if you go into a property blind, like you might do when you go other states? Do you, do you blind call, or do you almost always try to locate the birds first? Like, well, you, let's say, I don't know, let's say you get in there. I had a situation last year where I took my son. He had You're a trying ba- to find birds? He had a, yeah, he had a baseball game that morning, so we okay. couldn't go in the morning. Yeah. So I took I'm him at now. like 10.30 in the after, right. in the uh, morning. We set up and just, I think they might be here if they're here. And I just did some blind calling to see if anything replied. Right. Would you approach it that way or would you try to find birds prior to and not go in there blind like that? No, no, I've done that a lot. You know, I've hunted in South Dakota and uh, North Dakota was the same way. Um a lot of searching for them mm-hmm. and so blind calling like you said but you, you know i would say 50 percent of turkey hunting being successful is woodsmanship so knowing where they might be at ups your percentages but a good pair of binoculars man spotting things from way off you know that helps out things like this but also i locate them by crow calling or even owl hooting midday you know owls are usually all night long right at dusk right at you know dawn mm-hmm. and, and dusk and all night but they hoot in the day too mm-hmm. you know that gobbler's not going to know any different i hear him during the day not as often right you're just trying to get one gobble you're right. just trying to set him i know where you're at now mm-hmm. so i usually won't go in i usually stay in the ditches stay in the creeks um you know, I don't ever just cross, if you can avoid it, crossing wide open fields. Mistake number one I made to get to where I wanted to go. From point A to point B. When, mm. you, when you don't know where they're at. Because if they are five, eight steps inside the woods, you can't see five, eight steps in, in the right. woods. But he can see from, in the, you know, all the way across that field. As soon as you walk across that field, that game's over right now before it even begins. Yeah. He's, he's going to be gone. So, you know, I like to try to stick to the tree lines. Uh, uh, binoculars, binoculars, can't stress it enough. I mean, there's been twice, or once was I was youth hunting too. I mean, I was at least three-quarters of a mile in and uh, uh, hunting, you know, getting ready to crack light. You only got minutes left. Where's my binoculars? No way. I can't, I can't do this. Right. This is not going to happen without them. And you only have minutes to set up. I took off and ran all the way back to the truck to get the binoculars and came all the way. time I got back, it was daylight. Yeah. But I had to have them. You know, we killed a bird at 930 in the morning and because of the binoculars. Hmm. So, but locating is big with, uh, you know, a coyote howl. I'll do that in the evenings. Just let out one owl uh, or one uh, coyote howl, I'm trying to say, and, uh, that, that'll set them off a lot of times. I never coyote howl in the morning. Makes sense. I mean, that's... Get them nervous. 
Right. Because they're coming down. We're trying to east. we're trying to call a bird in to his death and yeah. keep <laughs> him calm. Right. So let's not fire him up before he even gets off the limb that there's danger underneath. I'm just gonna me. stay the hell mm-hmm. up here. Well, I'll just stay in the tree. Yep. You know, hit snooze for a couple more times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so now I don't ever howl in, in the in the morning. I never do. Uh, I mean you're just telling him there's danger around. So but in the evenings he's got all night long to forget about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, in the midday, you're trying to strike a gobbler. Uh, crow calls work good. Hoot owl calls. But I want to stress something on crow calls, too. If you don't have somebody with you, if you got somebody with you, put them about 10 foot away from you and do your crow calls. A lot of times, the gobbler will go off on about that second, third note. And here you are going, and he already went off, and you don't even know it. Yeah. You can't hear him through all, you know, blowing through that call. Mm-hmm. But your friend who's 10 or your son or whoever, daughter, that's 10 feet away can hear him. I heard that. Yeah. Yep, I heard that right that direction. So, but one way to, to help yourself when you're by yourself, <coughs> if I can do it here, is you want to do a, a short two-note series and just stop. Two or three, you're going to go. <coughs> and then finish it out. So there, you heard the pause right there. That is when he'll go off. You can hear him. 90% of the time, he'll go off right on that. That pause right there, mm-hmm. and you can hear it. That's a good point. That makes so, sense. You know, hoot owls are kind of the same way. Instead of, he gobbles, and you don't hear it, just go, There he goes. And finish it on out. You know, a short burst like that, and then you can hear him. So locating them that way. So let's say you do that. And you well, go so in. I didn't do any of that, right? Oh, okay. And Strike two. Well, that's because I'm <laughs> dumb. I did just blind hen Right, right. Calling. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Well, we didn't hear nothing. So mm-hmm. I decided, hey, we're going to get up. We're going to walk through this timber, and we're going to go to this other field and mm-hmm. see if maybe we can get something going over there. Well, right when we got to the edge of the timber, before going into the timber, I did another blind call, and he was 50 yards away and went crazy and then came straight to the other side of the tree. I told you about that last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My son, I had him set up to where I thought that the gobbler was going to come. He didn't. He wasn't big enough to hold the gun up himself at that point because right. – so I had, I had him set up on a bipod. Long story short, he didn't get him killed even though he came within two feet of us. But I was wondering, did he come you won. through that timber to the blind calling, or did I just happen to dumb stumble could, upon him? Could be either way. You know, could and I always way. wondered what it was. Well, when you get in a gobbler's wheelhouse, mm-hmm. if you can, it sounds like you had the terrain going by the way you're describing this. You had the terrain in your favor here, the way you come up, up, the, up the hill. When we come went, up to the top, we and, were sitting higher 50 yards. in a fence line. When we decided to leave, we actually walked downward. But where he was, he was further down in a what would you call it a ditch drainage, mm-hmm. where yeah. he he didn't get to see us where he we were coming in. Yeah. Right, you got in this gobbler's wheelhouse. And what I say, what I mean by wheelhouse, if if you can get in the gobbler's wheelhouse, and I'm saying if. They see 10 times better than we do. Take 10 power binoculars, and they see color. Mm-hmm. 
all the time. So if you hold them up, that's how they see all the time. So getting in his wheelhouse is one thing. But if you can get within, I'm going to say, 75 yards, a 75-yard circle, circle around that gobbler, that's his wheelhouse. Without getting busted, very light calling, mm-hmm. burrs and clucks, maybe it's some light yelps, you'll kill that gobbler almost every time yeah. getting in his wheelhouse. You didn't know it, but you accidentally got in that gobbler's wheelhouse, <laughs> yeah. and boom, he was on top of you all. You know, you guys didn't harvest the bird, but in reality, you won. Yeah, it was just cool because my excitement, son, your son, oh, your son's, son's eyes face. were probably yeah. as big as baseballs. Oh my gosh, that's what it's all about. He, he was like this afterwards. Right. That 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 turkey came to the other the side of the tree. Kill is the bonus. I mean, yeah. you guys won the game right there. What I couldn't figure out is he had to have seen us because. I thought, like I said, I had I had the bipod set up. He's gonna come right here, Caden. When he pokes his head through there, you blast him. Well, instead of coming through where I thought he was gonna come through, he came right to the other side of the tree from us. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense now that I talk to you and am saying it. Why wouldn't he come to what he heard calling? Because that's where I was calling, and I had to make him get up and try to shoot freehandedly. And he said, I can't do it. Well, the turkey had to have seen him. Goes away, about 40 yards away. I, I hit another little tiny call, and he comes right back to the base of the tree again. I don't know how he never saw us, because I was even, there he is, there he is. Right. I just don't see how he, he must have been so fired up that maybe he was throwing caution yeah. to the wind. Yeah. But Well, you've seen the cool. videos of, of, of guys, gobblers that are so extremely pumped up and gobbling that they're yelling at him. Mm-hmm. Hey. Hey you! Oh, and they're gobbling. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, you could have had the gobbler in that it's plum crazy mode. Plum yeah. crazy mode, right? Right. Yeah. And you know, you said you were calling, calling and walking, uh, blind calling. You know, when you're doing that, I never call unless because when they answer, you're going to get them to eventually answer you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of running and gunning, is what what it's called. You're blind calling. You're trying. You're trying to find a gobbler. Mm-hmm. Uh, use use a lot of crow calling and owl calling other other methods like that first if that's not working occasionally throw in some higher pitched yelps like that and uh, but only call when you're ready you have you know i can if he answers i can dive up to get into this bush or this tree mm-hmm. you have cover you, you got cover right because when you're in his wheelhouse if you've gotten away with it and he hasn't seen you yet and he answers you you know, forget about putting decoys up, and I mean, you got about thirty seconds to yeah get set up because he's going to be in your lap. He wasn't even that. I don't feel like right is what I'm saying. Yeah. So you know, only call when you've you've got your you can dive into a setup situation real quick is, is yeah. the best time to call. And that's a learning point for a lot of people, and even me. I called with no intention of that working. You should probably never just call just to call. Because my intention was to call and then leave and go across through the timber to where we were going to head to. Mm-hmm. It just happened to dumbly work. But if I wouldn't have heard him gobble right away, I'd have started walking again probably within 30 seconds uh, through the timber to get to the next mm-hmm. field edge. Um, so, you know, there you learn so much, you know, every time you are in a situation. Yeah. But I usually... Uh, when you're when you're searching, you you get antsy. You, you know, it's pretty it's much. a patient thing. Yeah. So I I usually wait 15 minutes before I make a move. 
if if I'm in that situation mm-hmm. where you you get out late and you're just you're trying to you're trying to find a gobbler and you're trying to get a few hours of hunting in, mm-hmm. you don't want to blow your property way out by walking around wandering around. I I'll usually call and I'll wait 15 minutes before I move uh, because and be be leaned up against a tree, be in that spot where you are are sitting down or whatever before you make another move because there's a lot of subordinate gobblers that won't gobble hmm. you know i've had dozens of kills that are are, are are gobblers that are you know three-year-old birds or let's say two three-year-old birds whatever that 10 inch beards 22 just proud to have yeah gonna gonna fit good in a smoker mm-hmm. they never gobbled not once how to get in their asses kicked exactly yeah. there is a dominant bird who owns this area and why would i want to gobble and tell him hey i'm going over here buddy you know i want to sneak in pinch the feather and get out and not let the got the the main gobbler know the dominant bird so a lot of times they won't gobble hmm. so you just wait 30 seconds and take off walking don't even realize it. You run off a subordinate. There adult. he was. There he was. He was coming. You know, maybe you may you move. And I, another thing, I only move fifty yards. I'll move fifty yards. Wait fifteen minutes. Make a few. Again, back to what we were saying. You don't start the conversation out screaming at him. Right. So fifteen minutes. You move fifteen uh, fifty yards, and fifteen minutes later, started out with. Uh, you know, a plain yelp, three to seven yelps in that slow rhythm, and just trying to say hello out there. Can anyone hear me? Anybody want to buy buy a three inch shell? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so got some TSS here for you. Right, right. Cost twelve dollars when I pull the trigger, but <laughs> <laughs> but I got one for you. But I got one can't for even, you. I can't even find. <laughs> I had a uh, friend of somebody. Friend of mine on Facebook was looking for four ten shells for his son. I've seen four tens for a while. Couldn't could, you have seen them? I have not. I was gonna say he couldn't find any. Bass Pro had some last week. They had two boxes. That was it. But yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was gone pretty quick. Yeah, Rogers Lures told me I, I was asking them about shells. Just called called them. Uh, I've got shells, mm-hmm. but you know how turkey hunters are. You go buy a box of shells. You're gonna shoot one or two to make sure your gun still patterns right. And then you got one or two for the gobblers you're going to kill for that mm-hmm. year. So you're always left, you know, whether half you, a box. you're left with so half a box. So you go get another box. So the next year you go buy another <laughs> box. Right. So I've got like nine half boxes. <laughs> so I'm good. Right. I don't need any. But so I called Roger Lures just a week and a half ago, and he basically told me we have a few odd and end things, but if you can find shells, I suggest you buy them. Yeah. Because we have ordered them. Weeks ago, and we probably won't see him till June. Yeah, a little late for that. At that so, point. all right, yeah. right. Unless you're hunting in Alaska, they open in June. <laughs> There's no turkeys. I would. In I would expect you to know that. <laughs> <laughs> There's no turkeys yeah. in Alaska. Not a single one. Nope. Dang. Nope. We're Alaska don't have. There. Forty-nine states have them. Our fiftieth. Hawaii has turkeys, huh? Uh huh. They have Rios. Now that would be cool. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. I'm going to talk to my wife on this one. Mm-hmm. She might support that that's one. A double that's what win I'm saying. Right that's a double win. You we get can... to go to Hawaii. All right. All you got to do is let me leave. What do you minute. think them Hawaiians would think of me and my – I got bib overall swimming trunks. <laughs> do you really? On the beach. Huh? 
Do you ever wear anything but overalls? That's it. Yeah. Just overalls. So you got to do it. Yeah. I've got three pair that are made in a swim bib overall <laughs> swimming trunks. And I'll tell you, I'm looking <laughs> sexy down at Bennett Springs. <laughs> I bet yeah. they love them. <laughs> yeah, them, uh, they, it's Aloha down there on the beach there in Hawaii. I might be looking pretty good. There you go. But One thing we did not touch on is when do you gobble back to a gobbler? Uh, that has worked for me a few times. Uh, I recommend on private ground only. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that probably wouldn't be too safe there on public. You got oh, it. Oh, God, yeah. You start gobbling. Especially thinking, if you're good I at it. I wasn't even thinking about it This that is way. a good question. You gobble on public land or, you know, these there's some guys. I've been on public land, and, and they're, you know, you've been there four days. You haven't even heard a gobbler for four days, and you've hunted hard. Mm-hmm. And you hear a gobble go off, and it's, it, it's another coming. dude on a box mm, call or oh, something, man. and you halfway sound decent. That was a gobble. I'm on my way. And here you got five guns charging at you through the woods, you know. So I don't recommend that at all. But on private ground, situation's right. A gobble call can work. And it worked for my oldest daughter, Ashley. Uh, called a gobbler in. He was 32 paces, roughly, 30 yards. I said, kill him, kill him. And I, I'm looking out the side of my eye, and she was shaking so much, the bead would be on her feet, on his feet, and then the top of his head. And two foot <laughs> to the left. I mean, she was shaking. This bird come in goblin, and it got her. Mm -hmm. She had bird flu. The Look, fever. She had bird flu. Use that excuse, everybody out there listening to me. You know, season I'm comes. I'm calling in. the work. You call it. in the work. I got the bird flu. I've got the bird flu. I'm going to need a few <laughs> days off. Oh, nice, Adela. She's, <laughs> she's showing pictures she's, of me yeah. in my swimming trunks. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But got I, so she she's going to shoot, and I and she she fires and misses. Okay. There was another gobbler. Going on, there was two gobblers gobbling to me, calling, mm -hmm. and I could hear they were both coming. I could tell that you know they're getting louder. Mm -hmm. It's basically whoever gets here first. They had two of them. Who coming. wants it? Who wants it? Well, the one that comes, so she fires, and it takes off, and then here comes this other one circling in and stops. And I gobbled on the box call. Mm -hmm. I just. That bird double gobbled, ran up the hill. Ashley pulled the trigger and nailed it. <laughs> nice. Bam, 24-pounder on the ground. <laughs> Just like that, gobble call worked. Yeah. But the reason it worked was the situation. Mm -hmm. I knew this gobbler and this gobbler, maybe both were they're, dominant. And they knew they were competing against each you other. You know, their dominant range, mm -hmm. both dominant ranges kind of collided in this zone or whatever, <laughs> and... Whoever gets here first, well, the one that she messed up on, uh, you know, blew it, and then I gobbled. He probably thought, every, you know, everything was fine. I don't, you yeah. know, the gunfire. I don't know what that was, but it's gone now. Everything's it fine. Clap of thunder or something. Exactly. Yeah. So it already went past his head. Now I'm coming in to whoop you. It was, and at this point, it changed from I'm trying to get to the hen first to now I'm coming to whoop you. 
it, it went to, to a dominance factor there, and that's why the gobble call worked there. And uh, so, you know, in situations, gobbling on a box call works. You know, you can do it by a mouth call. It's kind of hard on a mouth call. Mm -hmm. uh, box call is the easiest to gobble on. They do make gobble shaker right. yeah. tubes. And you don't have to sound perfect. Even on a box call, this is this doesn't, you know, calls sound better. I mean, that that's good enough to get a response. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, even the hen yelping. All you all out there that are calling, if you, I'm going to try to squeal. I don't know how this is going to sound. I'm going to try to mess up, but... I don't know how that sounds. I'm messing up there on purpose. Don't feel that you messed up when you're calling that your hunt's ruined. Them hens out there, that's like competitions when you're mm -hmm. asking in the beginning. We, our, calling, our calls, we sound better than the real thing. I mean, if you've ever had a hen, you're in a blind and can get, get away with it, and they're 10 feet away in front of you for 10 minutes calling, you're like, man. What is stuck in your throat? It, <laughs> I mean, they sound bad. They really do. And and so don't feel that you're messing up if you think your call is squealing. But you just, if it squeals on you or whatever, just keep going. It'll but, sound worse if you, like, cut it off mid, you right. know, or whatever. But, yeah, gob gobbles work, work good. On, I would use it on private ground and, and you know, knowing your situation. Uh, uh, the main thing is use the gobble box calls work good. You can put a rubber band around them, mm -hmm. put a rubber band down by the handle part, good tight rubber band. You can grab up by the, the head of the call and shake it. That'll work too and make a gobble. Reverse your fingers and they make the gobble shaker tube too. But uh, it will work also good in a situation. You know, I had two gobblers competing in that situation, but another situation, private ground, you know beyond a shadow of a doubt. You've done your homework. You've done your scouting. You know where the dominant bird is. So, you, you know, this is not a blind call situation. Mm -hmm. You know the area. It's your own ground, whatever. You've done your homework. The dominant bird, he roosts right there. Every day he flies down into this field or maybe the field the other direction, but it's one of, one of the two. He's right here. These other ones are the subordinate ones. Maybe you've seen the fight happen. Whatever. You know that's the dominant bird. That's when that would work good, too. Get close to his wheelhouse. Get within that 100-yard range where he can't see you. Mm -hmm. You know, let out some yelps. Then gobble. Basically, you're telling him then. You're telling that the dominant gobbler that there's a hen here, and you're gobbling to that hen mm -hmm. in his ring. He's going to say, nuh-uh. They'd rather fight than love. Okay. They'd rather fight than love. They'd love to arm wrestle. Hmm. You know, so. I just thought of something. Hmm. You know, in elk hunting, if you uh, bugle another hunter and it's called you Doug Flutie did him. Doug Flutie. Right. What is it in turkey hunting when you gobble and you have 50 hunters come in? Can we call that a Scott Wilper? Fine by me. You got Scott Wilpered. <laughs> you ever heard that term elk hunting no i haven't so like if you're elk hunting and you you bugle and you hear a return bugle and you chase it because you think it's another elk and it ends right. up being a hunter yeah you got doug flutied born and you, raised you i think is the first yeah, place i heard that it's but. a 
If you're Roger Humfeld, it's you got Tom Brady. You, t- you Tom Brady the <laughs> hell out of here. Right, right. <laughs> I called uh, last year elk hunting. I called in a couple guys. It was a weird situation because we had an elk. Yeah. That was make, making a scrape, and we could hear him. And uh, so we kind of tried to get set up and start calling. Well, then below that, there was some more calling. And what ended up happening, the elk actually slipped in between two groups, two, two different groups. I called these two other hunters up a long ways out of a canyon to us. It was bad. <laughs> I feel bad for how far I like, oh, they man. came. Yeah. And uh, they they were trying to work us and get, you know, they worked around. We didn't move uh, besides me. I was running back and forth across the ridge. I mean, I called them a long ways in, bugling back and forth. Wow. And these guys came, they threw up their hands. And they're, I mean, they're just frustrated when they found out it was hunters. And my, <laughs> my dad goes, man, you Tom brady the shit out of them. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> and it's not called Tom Brady. It's Doug called Flutie. Doug Flutie, yeah. And that's, no. a, that's a term for calling in other hunters. Right. Yeah. That, that's, that's the same. He called me. Yeah. He called Big Bull Barbecue, ordered a slab <laughs> of ribs to catch up on the calories he just burned off coming up the canyon. <laughs> I guess what we call it. He's got Scott Wilford. Scott Wilford. <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> Trademark can't use it. Anyway. That's pretty good right there. Can you imagine? How far was it? A mile or two up the canyon? They oh, came? no, I wouldn't say that. I mean, they probably came. The elevation change that yeah, they came the, up with what the, the, the main thing well, was. Oh, yeah. But they probably came, I'd probably say a couple th- – uh, about a thousand yards at least, and but that but but straight up, uphill, like yeah. yeah, yeah. They climbed they climbed out of this hole they were in because mm-hmm. we were wanting to go into that hole because I'd had some luck down in there, seen some some elk signs, you know, in the years past, and uh, we were heading in that direction, and we thought that elk might have got a little spooked of us because we all of a sudden we were just super close, and then we set up and called a little bit. And we thought, okay, he. He circled down. There's cows down there, maybe, and now he's going to come back up and check us out. Is what we thought happened. Mm-hmm. And so I was cutting them off. I was chuckling at them. I was doing all this stuff, and they got closer. And we spread out. We we're four of us together. We spread out good, and I just hung way back, trying to kind of slingshot them through the other hunters. And uh, it got close enough, and, and Pat was with us. And Pat just kind of waved at him, and he said the look on this guy's face just yeah. went from you know. We have a chance to, oh, you kidding yeah. me? Oh yeah. man! So I'm you feel convinced. bad for that, but do you think they were locals, the hunters? No, I, I don't think they were, but I wouldn't. I'm, I can't say that. Okay, I'm convinced locals are a different breed because we had the same. If they climb that, yeah, local climb that far, they don't, they don't that's care. what I'm saying. We had we we dug fluted some guys, or actually, he we kind of dug fluted each other. We call each other to the this the two two different sides of an opening, and I look up and I'm like, "Yep, there he is. There's the hunter." So I just, you know, I walk out, wave at him. He sees us, waves at us. But we were gonna walk around and talk to him. You know, it would have taken taken us a few minutes to get there. I'm not kidding you. I've never seen a man just gone up out of this out of this. And I mean, he had to climb 250 yards, probably of elevation change like foot. that. Mm-hmm. And he was just gone. He's got Bigfoot DNA in him. <laughs> and I'm like, well, <laughs> guess we're not talking to that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he had to be a Colorado fella. But yeah, uh, lots of good information. I mean, honestly, what I take out of it is if you can master the art of hen calling, obviously it's good to know everything. But if you can master 
the hard the art of being a hen and how that they respond to a yeah a gobbler. just knowing what you're saying to them yeah that's that's a good way to get one right. killed clucking and purring is a big one mm-hmm. that's that's keeping it subtle i'm over here eating there's no danger mm-hmm. uh, that is big just plain yelping with some excited hen yelping and clucking and purring just that right there with patience in a good area will kill birds yeah you ain't right got to be scott wilper you you don't yeah you don't have you don't have to know all of it just plain yelping Anybody out there, maybe he answers you. So now let's turn it up a notch. That's excited hen yelping. The pace was a little faster. Maybe he answers you again. Then I would shut up for 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. not say a word. 10 minutes in, maybe start clucking and purring. I'm still over here. I'm over here, but I really I'm I'm content with this where I'm nice. at. I'm content where I'm at. There's no danger. I let you know I was excited ten minutes ago, and you answered me. Keep clucking and purring. And usually, I mean, this is not true with every turkeys or turkeys. They expect the unexpected. Yeah. But with patience, just that right there, and then repeat that series. You know, thirty minutes goes by, you haven't heard, a, you haven't seen him, or hear him gobble. We'll check him. Give him some excited hen yelps. <coughs> You know, might even crow call too, and then and play that same scenario over. Just that right there, uh, learning them, or or you know, then go to the gobbling, go to cutting, learn a little more, mm-hmm. uh, pick up on the language. Uh, did he cut me off right in the middle of calling? Well, that mm-hmm. means he's hot. Uh, if he answers you, sometimes they'll answer you thirty, forty-five seconds after you stop calling. Every single time, that's a courtesy gobble. I hear you, I like you, but I'm busy. Mm -hmm. I've got four hens right here right now, and I'm not going to leave none of them to come to you over there in the bushes. So if you were to so reading that gobble is big. If you were to say gobble in that situation, would that be like, oh wait a minute, there's there's one creeping in on my hens over here? Or I mean, is that a real? Well, he won't. Yeah, he won't. He's not going to leave his four still. You could yeah pull out the pot call and pull out the mouth call. Make it sound like there's two or three hens. It still ain't gonna work. Yeah. Usually, about you know, there there's is, always there's one. There's always one. Yeah. All right, these are turkeys. Expect right. the unexpected. But most of the time, he don't care. They're not. Gonna He's leave. gonna give you a courtesy gobble and say, "I hear you," but I'm busy. They're not gonna leave hens for hens. So most of the time, right? Right. You got two scenarios to pull off here. One, pull out and go hunt another bird, or sit there and wait two or three hours, which I usually do. Pull out the uh, Snicker bars or crackers and sardines, whatever floats your boat, and, and wait it out two hours. Once them hens start leaving him, he doesn't want to be alone. About 10.30, you can start turning him on. But uh, uh, another way to do it, too, is, you know, you, you leave or you sit there and wait it out. But that gobbler, that gobbler, when he when he's answering you like that, he is content with the four hens he's got. So, wait him out. Don't keep calling to him. I'll go two hours and not say a word to him. Maybe throw some crow calls out there just to check him to see if he's still in that area. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Pull out and go hunt another bird. Hmm. 
or, you know, wait it out. But don't just keep calling. He, <laughs> That's what I would do. I would just freaking hammer I mean, he knows where hours. you're at. He gave you a courtesy gobble. I hear you, yeah. but I'm busy right now. I'll tell you what I do. I get up, and I would try to sneak in, and I'd get busted. Get busted, yeah. Yeah. Either way, you're losing. I'm right? losing. They see ten times better. I can't. You can't. Str- and movement. It's not just their sight is good, but they pick up on movement mm-hmm. like you can't believe. I got well, something to ask you. They have to win every single day. Every day. Boom. That's my line. That's where I did hear it. <laughs> you yeah, did hear bad. that. I'm stealing it. A gobbler has to win. You just every got Scott single. You got, got Scott Wilper. <laughs> you got Wilperized. <laughs> A gobbler has to win every single day. Yep. And that doesn't just mean with hunters. That's with coyotes. That's with bobcats. That's with with eagles. That's with the uh, you know the the hawks, red tail hawks, and everything when they're littler. Uh, even in the egg stage, you got raccoons. You mm-hmm. got snakes. A, a gobbler has to win every day. You only have to win once. Mm-hmm. So the still meaning wait, behind that still is waiting is for that. Don't quit. <laughs> don't ever give up and keep trying. Yep. You know, it'll happen. It'll what happen. Uh, have you ever thought about? Have you seen these videos where the guys get behind the fans? Yeah, and they reapers. Are, what is it called? Reap. They call it like reaping. reaping. Call it reaping. That ain't turkey hunting. Really? Is that what it's called? It's I'm called reaping. I'm gonna cancel my order now. <laughs> that looks crazy. No, it's exciting. I can't. I mean, they just, they're it's, right there in the field with them. It's yeah, different. It's than, different. Yeah. Huh. It's different. It's kind of unfair. It, to me, I'll admit it, I've done it. It's exciting. I mean, I would try it. I'll be honest with you. It's I exciting. Try. I don't fit behind the umbrella. <laughs> I would. You, you'd be like. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a Don't couple. find this giant human behind here. <laughs> I've got a few smoked pork butts <laughs> hanging out the side here of my fan <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I love barbecue. See, there's there's times it pays to be smaller. <laughs> I could reap all damn day long. Just <laughs> well, I always say, why why have a six pack when you can have a gallon? You know, it's a good point. <laughs> you make you make solid points. You have no argument for me. So, but think about it. You don't even need a call. Hmm. And I've seen so many videos. They're in street clothes. You yeah. could you could come out of church with your Sunday suit and tie on. Hide behind a fan, go out into a field, and start crawling towards him in a suit and tie. He comes running to at you, and you shoot him. It's it's exciting. I I don't get me wrong. They run you down. Not until your wife finds out you're in your suit and tie. Well, yeah, then yeah, then you're in big trouble. <laughs> but that that in reality is not turkey hunting. Yeah, beating him, beating him at his own game <coughs> by. Talking to him and reversing Mother Nature, calling him in. There's not a better thrill than winning that way versus versus being the guy, well, got my bird. Yeah. You know, the other way to to me is is more fulfilling. So, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of – I'm just tired of losing so much that I might just be like, hey, I set a bomb off in the middle of the field. I killed him. (laughs) (laughs) I carry, it, it I tell you, I carry a fan with me, and it's just one that I make, um, you know, take, take yeah. one of your gobblers, you make you a fan. And I carry it, I cut it in half so it folds, mm-hmm. and I carry it in my back. And the main reason I carry it, and like I said, I have fandom. I have fandom, and, and I've, I've done it twice. And I never have done and it I again. I felt so dirty afterwards. I did. This <laughs> is not right. This is not hunting. I can this ain't right. beating him at his own game. But the reason I carry a fan with me, and it has worked several times, 
is you you come up. It's the way it's the it's the way the terrain. I'm all hung up here in the chair. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> we're good now. So you you come up over a hill, a ledge, or whatever, and you're headed back to your truck, mm-hmm. or maybe you're changing from one hundred acres, or you're going to wherever the other side of the property. But you come up over the hill, and you lock eyes with a gobbler, mm-hmm. and, and it's just it's that quick. Oh boy, I'm excuse me. I immediately drop to the ground. I'm talking as fast as I seen him. I'm on the ground, and I have that fan out of my. I pull it right out of the back, and it's folded. And I can, with one hand, I can unfold it, and I stick it up in the air. And I'm and I'm down on the ground in the grass, you know, or whatever, mm-hmm. wherever I'm at. But he cannot see me, and I throw that fan up. And then I'll pull that fan back down real slow. That gives that a lot of times will ease his. Oh, that was a turkey. Did I just see a human? You know, and within, if you can get it quick enough on the ground, fan up near. No, I didn't know that. What's that gobbler doing down there strutting in my field? Mm-hmm. You can totally diffuse the whole situation and start working that bird. Hmm. And that has worked for me a couple of times. And it don't always work. I'll I'll do that. And then wait, wait one minute, let out a few soft yelps, no answer or nothing. Get my head up high enough where I'm splitting the grass and looking, and I'm thinking, well, he should be just 50 yards from me where I've just seen him or or on me. Mm-hmm. And he's 150 yards <laughs> with running the other running. Way. Yeah, look like Forrest Gump crossing the <laughs> county there. You my, know what I'm saying? So, my ass would just get behind that fan and just take off running. <laughs> so I mean, it, it goes that way too. You're right. But it was going to go that way regardless if you didn't try to it's throw that chance. fan out. Yeah. But there has been at least two or three times I've done that, you know, and a minute or two later I've parted that grass and looked, well, he's still there. I cannot believe this. You know, it diffused the situation. Yeah, that makes you know? sense. So and that's why I carry one. But I don't go actually because what – Well, and you told us on your last podcast where, I mean, obviously people should go back and listen to the other two we've done with Scott. Where you can you've... ruin a farm. Yeah, totally ruin that whole. You got a two hundred acre farm with five gobblers on it, and mm-hmm. you go reaping, and and you're over you three, and you're just literally walking around, going everywhere looking for them, and and, mm-hmm. and, and throwing it, reaping like that. We didn't even get into this today, but you've told us in previous podcasts you use that fan a lot of times to simulate flying down off the roost too. You know. You oh, that's a wing. To, yeah. Oh, yeah, the wing. The, no, wing. Not the fan. I'm sorry, the wing. Yep. Or even the. Our hat, the bread bread sack, bread bread bag, yeah, Yeah. any of that. You're adding realism. Yeah. The more realism, you're you're trying to fool this gobbler to his death. So you you want to add leaf scratching, you know, the wing beats coming out of the tree. You want to add all the realism. That gobbler's saying, man, that ain't just yelping on a box call. You know, I heard the leaves and twigs break and and so much. That's legit. That's legit. Again, that's calming him down. So he's not nervous, and he's going to come on in. Yeah. You know, add as much realism as you can to the situation. But I, I, I just took a wing off of one of my gobblers and and uh, Carbondo, get it at Walmart, mm-hmm. you know, part A and B, and mix it together a spoonful on some cardboard. And, and, I, and what I did was I took, a, I don't know how many they got on their wing, but I took about eight, eight or nine feathers and just stuck it in a wad of Carbondo, and I shaped it into a, like handle. A, a handle yeah. right and then it was dry i sanded it down a little bit 
And uh, Primos, I think Primos actually sells one hmm. for twenty nine ninety nine or whatever. But uh, you know, I always try to make it before I buy it. But yeah, it's just a wing. So whenever you're doing a fly down cackle in the morning, you beat that wing. You, of course, if you're in his wheelhouse, by accident, the sun comes up, you owl hoot, and he gobbles, and he's only 50 yards from you. Don't you be doing anything. They, <laughs> they see like an eagle. Don't be wing. Don't be flapping your wing. I mean, he's going to see her. That gobbler looked down there. Look, look at this idiot down here. But, no, again, he's 125 yards away. He can't see you. Maybe mm-hmm. it's later in the, in the year and there's foliage mm-hmm. on the, on the le- trees they can't see. Oh, definitely. Add to, so, yeah, just take that thing, and I'll beat it on, on, a le- on the limbs next to me. I'll come down, and then I'll slap it on my leg. And that'll make it sound like, you know, I've, I'm down on the ground. Landed, yeah. I landed. And here is a fly-down cackle. This is what it'll sound like when she comes out of the tree. Take that wing, grab that wing immediately right then, and then hit your leg with it. They usually gobble on the fly-down cackle, and then whenever you slap it, mm-hmm. you get a gancher out of that from the wing. Oh, man, is he hot. <laughs> he likes it. Mm-hmm. You just put all let the me, real in. Let me put my contacts in. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> let me hit start on the coffee pot. <laughs> I wasn't quite awake yet. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> well, Scott, thanks again, man, for coming on. Oh, I got one more thing, Oh, too. yes. One more thing. We we have given away given away two calls to mm-hmm. uh yep. a youth and an adult. David is the adult that won and Corey Fell's uh child won the uh That's awesome. Yep. Congratulations on that. And, and practice, practice, practice. I have some YouTube videos that shows me running some of these calls. There's different ways you can hold them. And uh we're going over that earlier, yeah. There's 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 several ways you can hold these calls, but just be I light on to the paddle. That. Yeah. You got to be light on the paddle. Uh, don't be heavy-handed and crank. I have these things so fine-tuned; it doesn't take much to get the yelp out of it. But just practice. But what I'm wanting to say here is, uh, Nate, you are always uh, donating things to people. You're helping people all the time. It's always about somebody else and never about you. I'm a pretty awesome person. So, <laughs> in regards to that, this is yours. What is it? You. Basically, won this call from me to you. Oh man, thanks. That's gorgeous. So, you're always doing something for somebody else. I just wanted Can't to give that. you that. I see you have a hard time <laughs> using it. You got to use this one. <laughs> you uh, couldn't. I, you, you couldn't use it if you could. Well, you know what? I forgot to because bring this the, up. The, I knew you won that one. Uh-huh. I didn't want you using that. That's just that put one will on never the shelf. get used. Yeah. This one I want you to use. This is Purple Heart over Walnut. That's gorgeous. That is absolutely. Thanks, man. Appreciate you bet. It. You bet. Well, you're always doing something for someone else. So it's usually Andy's He's idea. got you buffalo. Give it to him. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. I know we're getting ready to leave, but before we started recording, you were showing us different ways to call, and I've never attempted to call with the box vertical, I guess you'd call it. Vertical. I've yeah. always, you know, done right. it like this. I think I'm going to like it vertical more because mm-hmm. I can see that the breaking that break point. over easier. 
and uh-huh. I can look at it as I'm. Yes, and that's the perfect way to of practice. Being blind, right? You I, get a feel for it. I like you that know, better. I think mm-hmm. a thousand times later, you get a feel for it. But when yeah. you're trying to, you're starting out and everything, watching it. Yeah. So yeah, when you're holding that call vertical. You basically are going to play the call. There is, if you look at the box call, you're going to see a center point. Mm-hmm. There's a radius, and there's a, it's about dead center. You're going to start the paddle just a quarter inch, half inch at most, past the breaking point. Then you're going to go across the breaking point to a half inch past on the other side. Mm-hmm. That's going to give you a yee It's a two-note yell. Yep. You hear it. I mean, it... it once you think about it or hear it the way you're explaining it to people. Right. Mm-hmm. When you grab, you don't. We sit here and mess with him. It's like once he's explained, it's like, Because oh. you can physically see what he just said. Ooh, I messed that up. I mean, you can watch it go over the breaking right. point. A stroke on the paddle is not, you know, a full, <laughs> right. a full 90 degree. It's just, I bet you any box call. I'm holding a long box now or the pocket rocket. The stroke is no more than just. That's probably an inch, inch and a half at most. Yeah. It's amazing. But now on all on mine, uh, other calls are a little bit different. But on mine, the hen is is it's fine tuned on the right side. Of course, your pocket rockets are one sided, mm-hmm. so nothing to worry about there. But any double sided call, the right side, the left side, I use a thicker wall. Okay. So it's not going to sound like a, a sweet hen. It's 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 the cutting side. That's where I leave it gotcha. thicker because I. Okay. So if you're going to hold it vertical, mm-hmm. that's the that's the junk side. Mm-hmm. The right side of the call is the best if you're looking at it from here. So you know you're going to hold it. You you want the thin side, right? You'll hear the difference if you hold whichever way you're holding it vertical. Yeah. One side will sound awesome, one side won't. Makes sense. That's more of your uh, Jake, a Jake Yelp side, or okay. your or your cutting on that side of the call is what I set it up for. But yeah, they're just practice with them, and uh, yeah, I hope they hope they do well and get a gobbler with them. And uh, yeah, that one's yours, Nate. I just, Man, we I appreciate it so much. Uh, I will say this too: if uh, you are interested in a turkey call you'd be dumb not to call scott now it is april 7th right now so he's probably uh, yeah the turnaround time is a little realistic you're probably looking for next year i've got two calls that i've got to build uh uh, they're for left-handers and literally after these two calls (laughs) three three uh, (laughs) i am out of stock yeah which is a good problem to have i mean i am literally out of stock i won't and then, of course, season. I don't make any calls during season. The first two years I well, did. Hell no, you got to go hunt. Yeah. And I, I was like, no, I. I that, that takes the whole the passion from it. It takes the passion yeah. out of it. So I don't make any during season, which we're about there. Yep. So, yeah, any calls, anybody, I'd be love to make them, but it's probably going to be May before I can start yeah. making them again. Yep. So Well, they're, they're a work of art. Uh, and you don't really, I mean, you don't really need to talk about them because. No. All you got to do is see one, and I, that's all there is to it. I mean, there's a lot of great call makers out there, but uh, these are absolutely gorgeous. You can tell Scott pours his heart and soul into each one he does. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, that's what carpenters usually do. Yeah, they care about the a lot work. of a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in them. That's for sure. You cry pretty much every time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. But I can tell you something. You know, blue ribbons don't kill turkeys. Very true. Mm-hmm. These do. <laughs> <laughs> you can throw a blue ribbon. I've they, entered my calls, and they also few... get auctioned off for the same price as the ones of blue ribbons. Isn't that isn't that wild? Mm-hmm. How a call gets. <laughs> auctioned off for the same price if not higher than first and second place kind of makes you wonder here don't it yeah <laughs> yeah but that's what i'm getting at you know i but put we just trademarked getting scott wilpered wilperized so yeah. your your name's about to be you know Ooh, well the biggest name in the industry i don't know point. about all that all five of our listeners within five months <laughs> they're going to be people on youtube saying he just got scott wilpered <laughs> <laughs> yep <clears throat> we're gonna make it a thing Scott, thanks for yes. coming on. I Thank love you it so much. Good luck on your season this year. Yes, uh, keep us updated. You all too. We're gonna need it. We'll be, <laughs> be yeah. firing pictures across. Absolutely, we're gonna need it. That's for sure. Uh, but check uh, Scott's stuff out. Wilper Custom Calls on Facebook. That's pretty much all you got. You yeah, do the Instagram. Well, you know, I got rid of the website and all that anymore. Mm-hmm. The way things are nowadays, you can Google a name. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can figure out within two minutes what they have. Yeah. Yep. What job they have, how many kids they have, where they live, I mean, everything. So, yeah, just a Google of my name, and you'll find, find my phone his, number yeah. pretty quick-like. So Awesome. Yeah, and his Facebook page, like you said, Wilper Custom Calls. Yeah. Yeah, if you want if you're wanting to look at something towards next year, or maybe you got another trip planned mm-hmm. somewhere else, uh, give them a holler because they're works of art, that's for sure. Scott, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you all. Adela, I know you sat here for the entire time listening, so thanks for listening to everything. Anything she, else? Yeah, she's not too excited about the 5 a.m. Wake up wake call. Up, yeah. Ooh, Wanted yeah. to know if McDonald's is open. It's <laughs> a long way to go six just hours. to get McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Sardines and crackers is what's for breakfast. <laughs> I'm glad they don't have a sense of smell. Yeah. yeah. If turkeys could smell, you'd never kill them. Yeah, that's true. I know, Joe. No All joke. right, fellas. Good luck this season. Everybody, I'm st- I'm hope you enjoyed call. the first uh, – uh, ins- what did you say? What, none. You're still in this call? Hmm. You, can, you can borrow it. Okay. I'll let, you, I'll let you, you know, borrow it for however long you want. I may jump in on that left-handed call. <laughs> uh, this is kind of the first installment of our – I'm not going to call it a turkey series because we're only having two before the season. It's turkey season, so it's going to be yeah. a relevant topic here coming up yeah, for us. We got we, we got Scott uh, coming up with this show, and we're probably going to have one right after his as well, talking mm-hmm. about some turkey stuff. So enjoy. Hope you learned a lot. Hope it helps you kill something. Absolutely. Scott. Good luck talk. to you all out there. Send me pictures. Call me in the middle of the hunt. People's done that before, too. Yep. <laughs> if, if I'm not at church, I'll usually answer and say, what's he doing? Yeah, <laughs> he just gobbled. Well, sit down right there. <laughs> I think what we need to do to end this show is have Scott send us off properly. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That'll work. See you, man. We'll see y'all later.